0: Listen the way you want. Now, we returned on the Morning Drive. News Talk, WVMT. Another one bites the dust with uh, our Commissioner of Fish and Wildlife. here. I can't think what the connection is here. <laughs> I, I didn't,
1: and you realize that, that I didn't choose that for you. So. It's okay. It's on.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody, on this TGIF Friday. Kurt and Anthony here and joining us in studio. It's been a while, so it's good to have them back. It's the Commissioner of Fish and Wildlife for the State of Vermont, Chris Herrick. Good morning, Chris.
2: Morning, Kurt. Morning, Anthony. And How are you guys? Thanks great. I'm got to start out
0: thanking you for bringing us these Vermont Fish and Wildlife Department of Department Calendar 2024, because I'll tell you what, you were saying this, and I remember this. This is a highly sought-after commodity. When, when I was in the Capitol, everybody was looking for these calendars.
2: Well, the uh, first year I was commissioner, I wasn't hip to the fact that I needed to bring a bunch down to the statehouse. And I gave out a few to the committees that I was going into, and it caused all sorts of consternation. So this year I brought enough for every uh, legislator with a letter also thanking them for their service. And it is unbelievable the response we get. Uh, They're beautiful. We're also sold out. Oh, you are uh, yes um, because
1: it's a it's a it's a it is spectacular photography of different uh fish and wildlife through vermont
2: well it's it is a really neat uh example of some of the great work that goes on um you know there's even you know and it represents the broad definition of wildlife yeah uh, there's fauna uh we have a beetle on there. Uh, the owl, so on and so forth. But uh, my outreach folks do an exta- outstanding job. They start working on these calendars now yeah. for next year. And one of the fun things that I get to do is uh, work with them on selecting the photos that go in. And, it's got to uh, be
1: a tough choice because I'm looking at the, between the uh, the otters, and I like the, the turkeys that look like they're battling. Uh, and then just this, what is that, a speckled trout?
2: Um, that looks to be
1: a rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah, a little, little tiny rainbow. Yeah, and, and someone's holding it in their hands. And it's just, it's absolutely spectacular. What a picture of the mink
2: here for March. Isn't that great? That yeah. is incredible. It's like oh, he posed. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: He's like, oh, and photo so, shoot for
2: the calendar. So, so be
0: for those listening, because I know a lot of people love these calendars. And by the way, if you have a question for our guest, Commissioner of Fish and Wildlife, Chris here, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888 303 And... Because they are sold out of these calendars, and I do have one, I am willing to sell you one of them. I was like, wow. For $50, you can have one, too.
2: Well, I don't think what Kurt's being honest, is I brought in more than just two. So they could actually uh, have a trivia event and give away a couple.
1: That's a, I think that's a, that'll be a not good to prize. be not, a producer of no, the show. No, no, but I think it would be a great prize. People will go nuts for it. But we'll we'll save it. We'll great. we'll park it for a few days. And
0: and you're right, boy. Looking through these months the pictures, they are that is
2: it is an You incredible know, it's bad, it's bad luck to look ahead. Is it? Yes, I never okay. look ahead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not I'm
0: superstitious, so not oh, seven, yeah, I know.
1: Quickly you, closed it. You don't think it's a problem that they forgot that that this year's a leap year and they left one day out?
2: You know, Uh, I won't say where but I worked at another agency in state government and it wasn't a leap year, but they left March twenty fourth out by mistake. I don't know how it happened. Yep. So every day after that was, and they printed off like oh five thousand of these things. <laughs> and uh,
1: <laughs> that happens. I know. I'm sorry. I was. I was trying to be funny. Well, it's but not when you're, you're editing. It's not of one of those of things like, you're looking at.
2: You just assume every. You know, you're yeah. doing a calendar. We're gonna have every day.
1: Every day. Yeah. So it's always the simple stuff that gets missed. Yep. It is. Trust me, owning a t-shirt shop, and then you you, you do a thousand shirts, and there's a letter missing. You're like, how did we miss that?
2: So, can I talk a little bit about what's yes, going on tomorrow? Yes, absolutely. Um, tomorrow, if, if people don't know, it's free f- ice fishing day across the state. And uh, we do a similar thing in the summer. Uh, and so, really, the point of this is to get folks to have exposure uh, to ice fishing. One of the things that we've recognized is you drive by and you see people out there and go, boy, that, that must be fun, but I'll bet it's expensive it's hard i don't know how to do it and so we do a couple of things we make it free you don't have to have a license tomorrow mm-hmm. <clears throat> we encourage you to buy a license anyway but you don't need one for tomorrow but the other thing that we're doing is um having an ice fishing festival and yes there is ice oh, um you know i live up in the islands and it's been touch and go out there and uh but this is going to be out at Uh, Elmore State Park and the folks have been out they've been checking the ice so we expect generally we have between five and seven hundred people come yeah and this is a really really cool event and what what it's designed for is not to teach you everything you need to know about ice fishing it's designed to give you the basics uh, answer questions so I'll have uh, a a number of stations out on the ice uh when you show up and I have um, some of our let's go fishing instructors there who are experts in the areas they'll be talking about. But the first and most important thing that they'll be talking about and demonstrating is safety, ice mm-hmm. safety. Yeah. How to check the ice, um, how to make sure that uh we don't have uh tragedies like we had up oh, it's last so- it yes. was three folks within seventy-two hours yes. last year, and that breaks my heart. Yeah, um, and it's
0: one of them was in a in a some kind of a via, not a car but some kind of a vehicle. I believe it
2: was a side by side. Yes, it was two two folks, and they went through. And boy, uh, it's heartbreaking. It uh, it puts you know the responders have to go up, uh, and it puts people at risk. But it's also it's it's not a it's not an event anybody wants to be part of. And uh, so we, we really want to avoid that. And it it is completely avoidable.
1: Well, you mentioned that, how to check the ice, because I think that's everybody, that's one of those things you need to know, obviously. Yes. Because, um, and that's one of the biggest fears for me, is I never know how thick the ice is.
2: So, uh, two things about that. One is you um, can get a, a spud bar. It's just a metal bar. Yep. And you sound as you go out and chip mm-hmm. away. But the other thing is talk to people. Right. I mean, you, a lot of people think, you know, anglers and fishermen are they're not going to tell you where their hot spot is. And while I might not tell you the best place to catch fish fly fishing in Vermont, uh I want to share the activity. I'll tell yeah. you what flies are working right now. And the same with ice fishermen. And if you go to the bait shop and say, "Hey, Where's the ice good? Where, what have you heard? Because everybody's talking, mm-hmm. and the community doesn't want to see these tragedies. Yeah, and uh, so we also, but we talk about methadol and how to be safe, how to what to wear, whether it's a flotation device or having uh, portable ice picks, and how yeah. to how to get out if you fall through the water into the water. Uh, but that's the first thing, and everybody has to go to that station before they can do anything else
1: yeah
0: and one of our our guys in in our sales department here is big into into ice fishing and he wears different kind of gear that if Mm -hmm. in case some real tragedy happened that he'd be able to deal with it
2: that's right we encourage that um a flotation device i mean it's usually pretty cold so another layer uh a layer like that's not going to be restricting your ability to fish and a lot of times you're just walking around or sitting in a chair. Uh, it's a pretty leisurely activity. Yeah. Uh, once you get set up. Right. So uh, some of the other stations, though, uh, not tying, um, and we're not talking fancy uh, knots. You know, we're not surgeons out there, but certainly you want to have uh, have it done right. Uh, baiting, uh, techniques, jigging. I'm not, know if you know, if you know what jigging I is. I
1: don't. What is jigging? We were just jigging around the studio before you got here. We were you? Yeah. I was going to say I've know, danced it's, a jig it's, before. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs>
2: I'm glad I got here late. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so jigging, unlike, so normally if I mention ice fishing, you yeah. picture tip-ups. Yep. Uh, where you set it and when the fish grab it, it puts the flag up. Yeah. Well, you can also jig, it's a, a little, looks like a miniature, uh, our kids fly, uh, fishing pole. Yeah. And you're just doing this through the ice. And, uh, so that's more like fishing. Well, they are traditional both, fishing. Yeah. You correct. Know what I mean,
1: I guess traditional fishing. I'm it, sure the tip ups are fishing too, but you've got a, a yep. variety of them sitting there. And so you, you've got, say, 10 or 12 in front of you, but you can literally have a little pole. Correct. And, and, I think that would be fun.
2: Yeah. And so that's generally what uh, people do. I do that up. I, I do most of my ice fishing on Wallace Pond up in uh,
1: Canaan. So that's where the spot is, by the way. <laughs> just we now out. know the spot. <laughs> he just but gave you, it away. Well, you, you I didn't say I uh, was
2: successful. <laughs>
1: you typically jig, though.
2: But yeah, well, I, we do both. Yep. And, uh, but one of the, um, I know if you go to Joe's Pond, people jig for smelt. Yeah. And I don't know if you've eaten smelt. Uh, years b- ago it's been a little many bitty years. fish yeah um you catch a lot but they're really really good um they're very eat. tasty mm-hmm. yep and um so we also will go over basic rules and regulations with folks and how to identify fish because you don't want to pull out a fish uh and have it be one that you can't keep right and have the warden come by and say oh boy
0: that's yeah. a pretty fish but it should be in the lake how would you how would you know if you're fishing and you get a...
2: Well, first of all, if you go to our... Uh, we, we print a law guide uh, for fishing uh, that's available both online and in print, and it lists everything, all the regulations. We've simplified the regulations, um, but it's all in there. Uh, it tells you what fish, what size fish uh, you may or may not have uh, based on the season.
0: So there are some that you, by law, are supposed to throw back.
2: Well, and you're supposed to put back, uh, throw back. Put back. Uh, so, so this is a really... While is, you're
0: dancing a jig. Right. This
2: is also an important thing. When you yeah. catch a fish that you need to put back, um, there's a way to take the hook out and put the fish back in the water so that it survives. You don't, if you're not supposed to have it and you, you don't handle it well and it dies, it's really not helping.
0: Defeated the purpose. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah.
2: Um, so we go over some basic rules and regulations. And, uh, and then maybe, and if you're coming up on a break, I'll save the be- maybe the best part. Let's do
1: that. All right. Yeah, let's do that. So we're talking to Chris Herrick. He's the commissioner of fish and wildlife. And we get a big event tomorrow uh, at Elmore State Park. Which- this is The Morning Drive
0: on FM 96.3 AM
1: 620. News Talk WVMT.
0: Welcome back to the morning drive, everybody, on this TGIF Friday. We've got the commissioner from Vermont's commissioner of fish and wildlife with us, Chris Herrick. If you got a question for Chris, give us a call the Mackenzie Country Classic hotline, 888-4140303. I know a lot of our listeners are hunters and fishermen, so, and fisherwomen. So if you got a question for Chris, give us a call.
1: Big event tomorrow, the uh, uh, ice fish festival, ice fishing festival in Elmore State Park. And Chris had a it stu- uh, was about to tell us the the best
0: thing, but he saved it for after the break. So
2: I did. And before I get to it, I'll tease a little longer. Uh, Anthony asked, or you asked about regulations, and I forgot to mention uh, that you can put all of the fishing regulations on your phone through an app. Yeah. If you go to Vermont Fish and Wildlife or search on the App Store for Vermont uh, Outdoors, it'll pop up it has all the regulations everything you want to know and you can also buy your fishing license right online and you what?
1: can renew it there and everything it's that's that's really handy yeah. you know and and so like if you don't know like you mentioned off the air you can't keep bass when you're ice fishing correct and
0: what so, does yeah. a fishing license cost these days
2: uh well it depends if you just want uh i think i'd have to look um i just i buy a combo so i don't look at it and i bought it on january 1st um i can that's right that's right. right we'll get it it's, it's not a lot of money it's yeah. like 27 dollars or something.
1: Yeah. let's go to the phones good morning you're live on the morning drive
2: yes i got a question for chris um i'm an avid hunter and a deer hunter i've been hunting since i was 10 years old i'm just wondering why we have such a late uh black powder season seeing that uh we're shooting pregnant uh pregnant deer why can't we have an earlier one versus shooting the pregnant deer so and i'll, I'll you- say go ahead yeah, What's your name? Greg. Greg, thanks for the question. Um, that's a good question. And what I can tell you is we do have the muzzle muzzleloader season. There's a three-day uh, season where you can apply for a permit depending on which WOMA you're in. And it's this year, I think it was October 29th through November 1st. <clears throat> and I'll tell you there, and you can also use it in the later season. Uh, we are trying to we manage the population by addressing um, the abundance of does so but there is an earlier season and and so I, I say this
0: I have no idea there's a particular season that deer are regularly that are pregnant that that's why you...
2: so so the hunting season aligns with the rut and that's usually in November and that's uh so Deer will the may the bucks will have their antlers uh, come in in the early fall, and then they, you see where they're fighting with each other. Right. it's like you know being on downtown at one o'clock on a Saturday night. <laughs> um, and uh, and so then they will um, breed around that time. The first rut uh, is in the November, and uh, and then the the fawns are dropped around June.
0: And so he's the caller was saying right. that with the season now, the that particular one that, that that means sometimes they're shooting pregnant deer,
1: potentially. But this is not the regular season. This is this this black powder after the regular season.
2: So right, the uh, week there's a week uh, space after rifle season, mm-hmm. and December. then and correct, and then black powder. But it's also an archery season.
1: That's when archery is too. Yeah.
2: Well, archery is also um, before I before. Thought. Yep. Yep. So uh, thanks for that question. Uh, let me just mention, at the Fish uh, Festival tomorrow, some of our folks, Bernie Pianca, from, who works right up here at the Sandbar, and other folks will have 15 pounds of walleye, and they'll have a fish fry going on. Oh, my. And it is, if you haven't had walleye, you do not know what you're missing. It's better than salmon. It's better than, well, this is not my mind yeah uh, it is phenomenal, and they've they've really got the the breading down yeah uh it's fantastic and in fact, last year, I took my dog i'll take her again tomorrow, and she loves walleye uh she also however loved rolling in the dirty fish water that they poured out on the snow well, yeah, and, and <laughs> and so yeah. She, I was thinking <laughs> she, she almost <laughs> rode in the bed of the truck on the way home, but she got to come in and But she got a bath when she got home. (laughs) Some of of the benefits of ice fishing, though, I just want to Mm -hmm. touch on real quickly. It's really accessible. You don't have to have a boat, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. But what I would say is if you you go to this festival, or even if you don't, um, we have clinics all the time, which is a little more in-depth. You go, you spend a few hours with our instructor. We bring all the equipment. By the way, tomorrow, you don't need to bring anything but warm clothing. And, uh, oh, wow. a great, and a great yeah. ad, we provide yeah. everything for everybody to be able to do everything there. And then our clinics, we do the same thing. Um, if so, it's a great way to learn. And then the other thing I'd like to mention, if you go to the Vermont, if you go to YouTube and you search for Vermont fish and wildlife, ice fishing, we have some great videos on setting up a tip up, all these other things. And they're getting 25, 30,000 views
1: yeah wow. because it, it is a great sport yeah. and it, you're right it's very accessible correct let's grab a couple of calls before we sure go absolutely time, Chris. let's go to the phones good morning you're live on the morning drive
0: first of all i'll start by saying i cannot believe you two didn't know what jigging was
1: <laughs> i didn't but, uh, i know i'm a lifelong learner. You know, my, my,
0: <laughs> my fondest memories are ice fishing with the kids and now that my grandkids are getting older we'll start all over again but um you know, though, uh, talking about the walleye got me thinking of something. I know there's a stocking program on the northern part of Champlain, but you know where I'm located on the South Lake. Um, why no stocking in the South Lake? Because historically it used to be chuck full of walleye, but now it seems all we have is just relentless bass tournaments on the South Lake. Any any thoughts of uh, restoring walleye in the South Lake?
2: Well, um, that's a good question. I can talk to uh, my fish biologist. I know that I just asked them to start restocking the Lamoil, and where we get our brood stock is out of, um, up by the Swanton Dam. Uh, But I can check on that. Um, And, you know, if you want to reach out to me with an email, I can follow up with you.
1: That's great. All right, let's go to the next line. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive.
2: Yeah, hi Chris. I was wondering if you could speak at all to the
0: um, smelt population in Lake Champlain and uh, where it's at at this point. Um,
2: Uh, smelt
0: population. Yeah, I don't, I think there's, it was a lot of them uh, moving out of state with the tax situation, haven't they? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or, or now that we have sports betting on our side of the lake, they they don't spend all their time on the New York side of the lake. Betting. Correct, that's right. Uh, but what is the smelt? Uh...
2: So I think it, it, a lot of it is down in the Shelburne Bay. Um, I can check on the act. I don't know the specifics of the health of the smelt population there.
1: Has it been? Has it? Has it been too abundant or not abundant enough? Is it? I mean, I haven't heard any any smelt talk. I because mean, usually this time of year people are looking for smell
2: yep and a lot of them go up like to joe's pond as yeah. i said um and you know uh, i i off the top of my head i don't have the answer okay. again
1: they can contact you and you can yeah check absolutely it out, kind of. yep and they can call any of our regional offices all right we got one more call good morning you're live on the morning drive got to make it quick though
0: okay the, um thanks for being on the show the uh Fish and Wildlife used to be funded by licenses only. How is it being funded now?
2: So that's a great question. We, we get a, a good chunk of our funding from licenses. We also have the uh, non-game habitat stamp, and we use that money often for habitat restoration. And we do have some general funds that come in from uh, the legis- from your taxpayers. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Anything else you want to get out about the event tomorrow, Chris? No, I
2: just say get out. You know, I met the person who called and said that they're taking their grandkids. I've seen people go out ice fishing and they take their grandkids, and the kids are skating around. I mean, what a great way to spend an outdoor in Vermont. And
0: typically, there's hundreds of people up there.
2: Uh, at this event, there'll be five to seven hundred people, wow. so get there early. Big uh-huh. event.
0: All right. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, Chris Herrick, the Vermont's Commissioner of Fish and Wildlife. Thanks for being on the Morning Drive today. And Chris, I got to say, you look good. I know you lost some weight a while back, and you maintained it. You look good. Well, you can do it too.
2: Know <laughs> about
1: that? I was sitting here thinking the same thing. I'm like, my belly's sticking out, and Chris is looking good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to check in with ABC News. Amanda's got the headlines, of course, and then we'll be back with Jimmy Fela from Fox Across.